Hey guys, 13 Almighty here. Corey Salty True Floyd. Jamal Knight Spark Stokes. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the junk <laughs> it's the it's the junkies. And um today we're actually gonna be talking about Stan Lee. Um for those who for those who don't know, uh Stan Lee passed away on Monday. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah, and on the sixteenth he was laid to rest. And for us doing what we do, it would be a disservice to not Take time out to speak it's on the man. Blasphemy. Yeah, it, it would be just straight up blasphemy. I'm just I'm really glad that you know he's finally getting some rest. It seemed like it was a long time coming, and when a legend loses their time and they're not surrounded by the right people, of course they're going to be like hunted down for vultures. And Stanley was getting a lot of sign this, deal with this, record this, and it's just like, yo, he's tired. He's old. He did all this already. And it's just like, yo, give the man his real rest. Yeah. Side note. This is a 13th side note, so prepare for slight fuckery. Slight fuckery. I mean, all, over, right? all, all the people that we lost over the years, all the legends and whatnot, we got to remember, remember them all finally. The question, how the fuck is Betty White still walking around? Whoa, 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 Fucking a black guy. I'm pretty, like, we got we got another five just, rap videos from Betty had, White before. Yeah. I had, I had <laughs> to bring it up only because I was a picture shown of the old Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and as you go up the ranks and black side picture, you, what, I said it had to be a thirteenth thing. Now back to the you back to thing. <laughs> I like to think that uh, it's a weird thing, like. Stan was a living legend, mm-hmm. and our generation don't we don't get a lot of those. You know, we almost well, we we do, but like this is that's because the consist- <laughs> that's because the consistency of a legend in right. a modern time right. is yes. rather paper thin. Right, very, like, very paper thin. Even when you get your like your Michael Jordan's or your your Danny DeVito's, it's just like yeah, these man. guys. Are already fucking tearing their world apart. Danny DeVito is a fucking legend. Right. Side note: Happy belated birthday to Danny DeVito. uh, His birthday passed Friday. My favorite penguin. Stan was always like he would sacrifice any and every like personal objective to be Stan the man. Mm -hmm. If he needs to be at a con, he's going to be at the con. If he needs to be seen with everyone that. Is going to be the cast in the Marvel movie. He will be there, and it's just like, yo, you don't stop. Every just like nah, now, it's for it's for my fans, it's for the kids. Now the funny like, thing is, I've seen Stan Lee at uh, at Wizard World a couple times, and there's two sides to to Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And when you said it earlier, it, it definitely made me think about the Vulture side of it, right? Because there's t- there was times at the convention where he's being pulled around by Wizard World staff and. He does not look happy. Like he looks genuinely pissed. Like he look, like, but then, but then he would literally convince them to like, okay, I've got this. And then you would literally see him start to walk around and take take photos and shake hands with con goers and not charging them for every single dime. Right. 
Because mm-hmm. that's what it wasn't about. Right. It's <laughs> meeting the people that look up to you, inspiring more people to do the same that you did, to become legends in your own right, to inspire more people yeah. to keep the train moving. I think it's because he knows it's bigger than him. It's bigger than meeting. Like, it's like there's an energy about that creativity. There's an energy about the man you changing the world. Universe. Like, just Spider-Man alone, just kids going like, yo, I feel like I can do anything or I can be anyone because Spider-Man does it. And Stan knows that. And it's just like, that's going to be a thing centuries from now. Someone's going to be, actually be Batman fighting crime for us when the shit goes apart thanks to Stan. Even uh, but to, even in the earlier 2000s in this, in, the, in what I would just call Marvel's new golden age, mm-hmm. he reached out to the animators over in Japan and was just like, guys, we can do stuff too. Yeah. And he was like, he yeah. was he was like I understand you see we have, we have a lot going on over here but don't think don't think I'm not waiting to see what you guys want right. to do. That was, was my like, my favorite thing about him was how he continuously branched out. Like there was when I was growing up, I saw that oh Marvel vs DC is a thing, and then as I continued to grow, I was just like he's like he let that go. He's just like no, I branched out to those guys too. And like <laughs> you say, he's like you started doing manga and mm-hmm. animes and audio books and podcasts it's just like it's all love and I wonder if that comes from him maturing in his age or just that <coughs> he realizes that's what he wants to be I also think that comes from him see- he's seen every aspect of the comic book wars right mm-hmm. from the golden age to the silver age to the modern era and realizes that you got to you got to put all the petty shit aside right like like even even uh even what it was like in the early 80s when him and Jack Kirby their their friendship and business association right. completely fell apart right but they were able to get themselves back together as friends and associates before Jack passed. Right. Because I'm like you, you, you have like eventually you have to look past all the um, everything else and just remember your core values, the the optimism. Uh, back when it back when you were just like, look, I got a crazy idea. Let's just ride with this. It's like don't worry about what they're saying. Let's let's work let's work it out here. And I think that's I think that's one of the things that probably kept Stan Stan going, especially when it comes to just the way he liked to share a piece of himself with the world. Yeah. Like I know we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about cameos soon. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. uh and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into my cameo talk. I wanted to ask like a personal like when you think about Stan, there's a thousand different, you know, ways to come about it. But, like, what was your personal hit with, you know, a character that you just like, oh, that's me. And, you know, you could not thank Stan for that. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, It'd be a good or bad. Um, I like, okay, I always like, always like the character J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Because... J. Jonah Jameson is an asshole. But he's an asshole with an actual righteous cause. Right. And eventually in the comic books, 
they ended up becoming best friends yeah. with the knowledge of that you are Spider-Man. All right, get in the car. I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I read an Ultimate Epic like book, and it was he was dating our mate for a little bit. And like, <laughs> he was just like, I kind of don't care. Like, do good. Like, be a good boyfriend or whatever. Like, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Jonah. Like, fuck you. Am I still gonna get a paycheck? Okay, fuck it. But like, it's a weird thing with J. Jonah Jameson and like Stanley thought that through. He's just like Spider-Man needs someone that's gonna constantly be at him about fucking up. A constant reminder, like, yo, great power, great responsibility. He's a menace, right? <laughs> right, right. He's just like, yo, I'm gonna throw this up, this Spider-Man, right? This obligation, this opposition at you because you, no matter what you think you're capable of, you're capable of more. Mm-mm-mm. So he's just like, fix that shit, Spider-Man. <laughs> fix it. Stanley also wasn't, a, 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 he was also welcoming to all branches of creativity when it came to just doing something new with the characters. Because I remember, I remember how scared the writers and illustrators were when they first pitched Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yo, he's not going to go for this. I was like, this is fucking insane. And literally, he was just like, so you want to do the Marvel characters, but turn them into zombies? Yes. Amazing. Show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, show me what you got. For me, the character that stands out the most to me that I can relate to is just rapping funny. Situational wise, mm-hmm. it's completely different. Oh lord, Iron Man. Yeah, I'm happy about Iron Man because it's seen in, throughout the comics that he has always had his major faults and major issues between the issues of his parents, yeah, the want and love that he wanted from his dad, demon in the bottle, demon, the whole demon in the bottle incident, the whole alcoholism. Like you see him at his lowest lows. But it always was, no matter how he fucked up, he was going to correct the mistake and do much better the next time. And it was always this, like, I might, you could get him down to his low, but at some point in the day, he's going to be like, I'm a billionaire playboy philanthropist. I am Iron Man. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to save these people. And I'm going to help the world as I do it. So, so would you say that um, Iron Man was the harsh reality of Stanley's creativity? Because yeah. I always look at Captain America as his idealism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like Tony for the way they use his insulin. It was just like he's not—he's going to see where you're lacking, and he's not going to blame you for lacking. He's just like, I'm going to blame you for not using your brain to its optimal potential. Yep. Not your mistakes, because I know the mistakes are going to happen, but you got to blame brain. you for your mistakes. I'm going to blame you for not eventually seeing them right. and learning from them. Right. Since that's something that I have to actively do all the time. Right. If I, and Tony's like, if I could do it in a drunken student, <laughs> you can do it mm-hmm. in high school. You can do it in college. You can do it from a CDO position. Because <laughs> I knew, can take your, I can take your business and like and flip it like that. I'm totally stuck. Uh, me personally, it was always an in between between uh, Logan and Peter. I think I think 
definitely settle for Peter at some point. I can see the Logan part. Leave Logan. me alone. I'm tired of being a savage. <laughs> I just, I just want to be happy. Leave me alone. Right, right. Poke, poke, poke. Right. <laughs> now I'm sad. I just tried to be. I just, I try to be good. I swear I I'm do. Now I'm sad because I killed the whole X Men house. <laughs> fucking Charles, but like, I one time, Charles. I was a very, uh, I was a very gifted kid, right? I was told that constant no, basis. no. But like, I when I began to like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want of the scarf right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I want and I begin to fill my classes and I had a math teacher that actually pulled me aside and gave me the fucking responsibility <laughs> and I was like bruh I read the comic book like what are you talking about it's like if you read it you gotta live by it you pass it <laughs> right. and I was just like damn bruh like I, it's like, I, I didn't expect for a grown up to hit me with that like I was a kid so I was just like in my own world about like Dragon Ball Z kid stuff some kid stuff and then like so an adult really brings something you love and just like hits you with it it's just like and that's when you realize like wait a minute all these things I love are actually made by adults (laughs) (laughs) all these things I love are actually made by adults and they're actually teaching you a valuable thing speaking on that I would like to bring up about uh, what's his name Bill Murray Mm -hmm. I'm sorry uh oh can wow. we can we can we save that one for just a little yeah, bit later? We can, yeah, we can hold because um for the last section. I've got some words. <laughs> it doesn't really fit in the last section. But like, yeah, it fits more in this section. You know, because. I mean, I think how, how, the how funniest was, thing about Boomer was the backlash. The immediate, the immediate backlash. backlash of how he said that. Oh. Y'all thankful for all these comic book characters and wonderful worlds. I'm thankful we have trees and oxygen. Like, why are y'all all mourning this man's death? Yeah. Like, yeah. He gave us a wonderful universe about these different characters and stories. Yeah. That I we didn't can expect to be so about. nice about this. Please continue. That we can fantasize about and actually, like, build up and, like, you see something that's hope, like how, you know, somebody goes outside and sees the sun shining and feels good about their day. Like, you, you're down, they could be down and dumps. You read this and you feel better. Or you, like, try to turn something, you, like, you feel better about yourself and you want to actually do something. You want to, like, this inspires you right. to be better right. than yourself. And it's just like, the whole country's stupid. Right. Morning. One man taking a week to mourn one man. Who wrote booklet for kids? And it's just like it's bigger than that. It's it's much bigger than that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of hypocrisy with what Bill Maher said. And here's where here's where here's where a lot of things started to fall apart. Now this op ed he wrote and released came out somewhere between Friday night and Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Friday night, he was on his show Real Time with Bill Maher, which was taped live. Now, my biggest problem is, on his show, he literally doesn't pull his punches. He doesn't hold back. So, at some point, he already had this written. Right. But he chose not to speak about it in front of his live studio audience on HBO, who would not have censored him. Right. Instead, he put it in an op-ed and an almost obscure a part of the internet, which already tells me that that was a bitch move and a, 
And I never expected a bitch move from Bill Maher. I mean, I'm, after he, he got checked by, you know, Ice Cube, I was just like, Bill Maher's never going to be much. He's never going to be a Stanley. And I think that's where that comes from. That that I want to attack you now that you're gone comes from. It's like no one could ever contest with Bill, what Stan Lee did in his entire... There was no follow-through True. for that. Um, furthermore, furthermore, I found it rather disturbing that he couldn't put his mind his mind in a, in the right place. He was like, well, when I was a kid, people are reading Hardy Boys. No, when you were a kid, people were reading the Fantastic Four. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't like, I don't know where, I don't know where the fuck he was coming from with this. It just sounds like he was trying to poke a, poke a bear without poking a bear. But it's like, no, the second you decide to upload this on an obscure, uh, on an obscure site, you decide to set yourself up for failure. Just like how Army Hammer a few days ago set himself up for failure on Instagram, trying to point out how people were posting up photos of them with Stan Lee, how and they were trying to put emphasis on themselves, and actually they were just trying to put emphasis on Stan Lee. And right. shout out to Jeffrey D. Morgan, who shut that shit down like the Negan that he is. It's one of those things where everyone wants to, to spot in the show. Like, like, you got nothing nice to say about the man. I'm going to say something then. So I can get my time to shine. Right, it's, like, it's sort of like a power vacuum. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going. You know, I'm gonna try to rush in and get my little 15 seconds of fame, and then they yeah. want to backlash on you. And now you have people because if Bill Murray thinking your entire career because of it, it's just. And one if the, he had married at all, he would have actually had him on the show at some point, which would have been fucking beautiful. It yeah. could have been an awakening event for Bill Murray. He could have changed his whole outlook. On comics, especially knowing that he was constantly going to be in circles where these movies are not going anywhere. These not movies only, are going to be here not forever. Only, not only that, was rather ignorant of Bill Maher to make such statements since I'm 80% positive that the people in this writer's room definitely read comics. Like, and then on, and then and then one of and then the sugar on top of this shit sandwich. In this op-ed, he also said that people like Stan Lee are why we have Donald Trump. And I was like, that's funny. With the with the, all the politically incorrect shit you've been saying since ABC, you're the reason we would have a have people like Donald Trump. Not Stan Lee. Stan Lee boosts creativity and diversity. Yeah. Where you have Ann Coulter on more than 30 fucking times. In, I'm feel, like, where I, the honestly, fuck does he come up with this shit? I feel as though if you're in any part of, any part of creative, like whether it's writing, art, anything, it has to stem from something from comics. Right. Something from storytelling. Right. For you to be inspired to do such a thing. Right. Like, my mom's in over there. I, I, she probably doesn't read comics at all, but she knows Marvel. She knows <laughs> And she is an author. She writes stories. It inspired her in some way, shape, or form. Actually, like, them. same how you're an artist. Yeah. How I have little fantasies and battle plans that yeah. I start on my hand. Because it's just like, it's all because of that. It all started up because of that. Like, yeah. How can you just dismiss something so easily? It's It's... It's that ego, man, and everyone's got one. Everyone. Everyone's got one. Yeah, but it was a—it's a very weird, peculiar high horse he was fucking talking from. It's Hollywood. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, but nah, not even a, like it's Hollywood, fellas, and Hollywood's never going to change. First and foremost, you can be a Stan Lee. Oh no, I, I agree with that. But my whole thing is for Bill Murray to always be so open about everything he's ever said. For him to put this out here like this. 
Right. It's such a weird pussy bitch move to me. I found that very disturbing. I was just like, wait a minute. You've had no problem holding your... You don't hold your tongue for anything. But this is the thing you tried to just put out there and hope no one noticed? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, are you serious? My... In the words of New Yorkers, my guy. My guy. <laughs> that ass B, what are you doing? It just, it, it, it just makes no right. respectable sense. Even for a disrespectful person like Bill Maher. It's one of those things where like... We can move on. Because we can start all... It will be an all-day event. With you're right. Maher. You're right. We, but... Was, uh, Bill Maher eats shit. We know people like that. Exactly. That could be a whole uh, day event. So I wanted to ask you guys... <laughs> On the left side of it, like, what's your favorite Stanley cameo? How long did it run for? I recently played Spider-Man, the mother of God. <laughs> when I see him, it was like, obviously he's going to be here. But it was, it was also like, yo, Spider-Man means so much to him. All of his characters mean so much to him. And he's like, spoilers. His cameo in the scene is he sees... Mary Jane and Spider hanging out, and he's just like, I always did like you two because he's at the the diner that they frequent. I always like you two together, but of course, DLC is like, well, you know, Felicity's coming and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But like, he wrote them together as a team. No matter what Spider Man goes through, he meant for Mary Jane to be his backbone, and it's it really speaks for itself in that like, as was powerful like he Spider Man. Like, no matter what variation of it is, it's Miles Morales, Doc Ock, Spider-Man, that, that togetherness is always the key to his strength. And I think it's, it's weird that, like, even as he saw death coming, he still wanted to speak on that. Yeah, okay. What about you? It's hard to point out. I can't remember right. the exact right. movie. And it's hard to point out one, but it's just a few. And is any, is, to be honest, is anyone where you saw him Honestly, enjoying himself, like not the one like with the halt with the whole soda, or when he's wandering the grass and the like when you saw him honestly enjoy, like the Deadpool one. (laughs) When you saw him honestly enjoying himself, Mm -hmm. it's like that's the best. Can it's just like you, you, you're happy. You can tell that you're happy because you see, yeah, all that you've worked on, and you now see it being played out like this, and it's just. It has to be some type of like euphoric feeling. Um, mine's is actually a straight up tie between one of his latest and one of his earliest. Um, Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. And it would literally Stanley was Stanley was just like, I don't care if it's DC, I love comics. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't have time for this, Stanley! <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> And then uh, one of his very first cinematic, uh, one of his earlier cinematic um, stylized <laughs> was in Mallrats, directed yeah, by Kevin yeah, Smith, yeah. where him uh, he had a very inspirational talk about love with the character Brody, which was very heartfelt and sincere, and it gives me tears every time. Oh. What were we doing when we found out the horrible, sad news? Um, I was very much in the middle of playing Spider-Man <laughs> because it makes sense. But I was looking at my phone. 
and I found out and I immediately looked to my brother and I was just like, Stanley died. And we both just stopped playing for a game and just like, nah, this gotta be like, <laughs> it's like somebody major dies every year. So this has gotta be, you know, oh man, just in the news. But like, then you start checking everything. It's just like, no, nah, he's gone. He's actually gone. Like, he, once he told me, we sat there on our phones, we checked it. I, I was playing the game. Y'all know the game on the album already playing, so we don't need to speak on it. But I was playing the game, and I legit, after like reading the floor right now, I actually put my phone down, turned my game off and my TV, and legit just sat in silence for a whole hour and a half. I think uh, it was a field day for everyone, just like looking at everyone just block by block. No, no celebrity death has hit me as hard or harder. Like, no celebrity death has hit me. That hard, with ex- the exception of, I'm trying to remember his name, the creator of Ruby, Monty Ohm. Yeah, I was at, I was at my, I was at work. He was so young. Yeah, he was so young. I was at work when I found it out, and me and one of the managers were still close friends today. He had told me this. We had legit both stopped working for an hour. I um I was actually trying to write um was trying to write us something for a project and uh, a little news thing popped up in my phone and it gave me the news and I was just like I didn't question it I didn't question it because uh, two years ago when his wife passed away I so, knew yeah. uh, I was like I knew I'm like he was ready he's ready yeah. I'm like I'm like, shoot. As a matter of fact, in uh, X Men and Apo- X Men Apocalypse, it was the only time we ever seen him and his wife on screen together. And I was just like, oh, yeah, he's probably he's ready to go. Yeah. You know, needs to catch up with all his friends, wife. You know, I feel like it was also one of those things where so many people have their own sect of nerdum, like. People who only play Minecraft for 24 hours, seven days a week. People who only do furry things. People who only play Xbox. And, like, everyone. But we all understand. The yeah. world paused. It's still pausing. It's still, still pausing. It's, it's still a lot of people that, like, who are still taking their time, to, like, reflecting on, like, writing or reading in midway. It's just like, how do I... I... The actors from the MCU look like they took it the hardest. Of course. Like they, because it was like they lost a, they lost dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were dad or grandpa. And and they lost. I saw uh, Robert Downey Jr. He was just like it was all because of you. All, all of them had minor but the same sentiment. It was just like there's nothing that they're ever going to be due to like combat their role as a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's thanks to Stanley. It's just like it just reminded me when it's like it said the whole the entirety of MCU. It's like it's Robbie Downey Jr. as well. Everybody else just looking at it. And he has, he's just like, yeah, maybe true. But this wouldn't, I didn't earn this. This was given to me. Mm-hmm. It was given to something that I respect highly. And it's, it's one of those, it's one of those sad things you think about, especially if you look at the, um, the 10 year anniversary of Marvel, the photo shoot they did, where they had everyone there. And it's like, First person to go was the founder of it all. And the crazy part about it for me is like 
Mortality and moving on has been a thing in Marvel Comics for a little bit now as the characters age and, you know, new characters pick up the mantle of those Spider-Man or Re-Rage. It's just like, he did the same thing with his writing team. And he's just like, oh, be good. Be good. <coughs> Take it yeah. above and beyond as always. But like, it's weird. Topic like, he uh, needs one to talk about. Right. The man. The man. The breakdowns of... The breakdown of the man that Stanley was. I thought it was important to face this because death comes for everyone. Death comes for everyone. Death comes for everyone and it's... Death. The realities come with it. Yeah. Like... Everyone's not perfect. No one's perfect. And Stanley wrote about that a lot. For good reason. But I say, look at this. Look at the characters he's written. Right, right. <laughs> the imperfections are what makes them the best that they are. Mm-hmm. And... uh I think a lot of the breakdown for the comic world was when McFarlane and his fan and his homies established Image Comics. And I looked into it and a big part of that was where they wanted to disrespect and what they wanted to respect. And he wanted to start the first big story with Jack Kirby Presents. Because of the animosity between Kirby and Stan Lee. And it's like, right. Jim Valentino, he's just like, yo, cut that the fuck out. <laughs> like, he's like, well, can you get Kirby on the phone anyway? And they called his house and his wife answered because, you know, Kirby was still working. And they let them know they were, were going to start Image and how thoroughly they wanted to think everything through. And his wife was just like, yo, just bless you guys. You know, you have our... A hundred percent of our support just go all the way through and make the move. And it's so weird to see like that that was the limit for the animosity with Stanley. It was just like, yo, do your thing. Don't worry about, you know, pissing anybody off or making real enemies. Just do your thing. And I can't imagine that type of, you know, love and respect between people who you call your enemies or your your falling outs between friends. You're just like, let it go. It's one of those things where like, all right, I'm still cross, but I'm not gonna stab you in the back. Right. It doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I still got grievances, I'm still but <laughs> right. but I know you. Right. I know that you're going to do it to the best of your ability and have it done well. Right. And Stanley was a huge, huge and he knew it. And like when he was still in the cusp of, you know, being in the hand of Marvel, a lot of people like he was hard to deal with. He was a madman. He liked to piss people off. He liked to do his own thing. And it's just like, yo, this comes with being Walt Disney. This comes with being AI. This comes with being the, the big baller you're on the court. Like you're, you're going to step on people. And you're going to step on toes. People are not going to like And mind you, like Stan, Stan was Every being the man. Has their dark world Stan was busy being the man, but at the same time, in the 90s, Marvel was hemorrhaging money. Like, they were they were losing. So, of course, and of course, this brings up one of the things that we're still just trying to fix from today. The, uh, he, had to, he had to sell all properties. He had to sell all properties, had to sell all properties just to keep the baby afloat. Yeah. For those who do not know... And wondered why, oh, 
Why are Spider-Man in this? Why are we not seeing the Avengers in there? He had to sell off. He had to sell off Spider-Man. He had to sell those right. He had to sell X-Men to... He sold sold X-Men to Fox. He sold sold Spider-Man to Sony. He sold Blade to New Line. And Uh, they weren't bad deals. No, that's not that's at all. they weren't bad deals. They were deals that wouldn't make sense now. Now that you want all the characters under one roof, it's just like I wish he could have fixed that. But I'm pretty sure he's just like the movies are getting made. Movies and why? Like, and, and I think, uh, and you know what? I think one of the characters that got that's still suffering from it all is Hulk, mm-hmm. because still. Hulk Hulk is owned by Universal, and Universal seems like they're not trying to give that up. They're not trying to figure out how to make it best. The best version of Hulk. They're like we they're can be cold on the Hulk for as long as we can. We're trying to, they're not trying to make the best version of Hulk. They're trying to make whatever version they feel so they can get the most money. Look at it this way. Um, at least they're not saying Sony. It. Same with Sony. <laughs> how we had so many different Spider Man. We had three Spider Man in a ten year period. Bruh. The origin was started over. It's like every time you read a, uh, you gotta play a new something dealing with Batman. You gotta tutorial. Deal with Origin story again. Though. Yeah, how he began is like it's something like that. But it's just like they knew at at some point, like deals had to be made. Deals had to be made back then, and deals had to be made now. Like how Disney, yeah, owns Marvel. Yeah, which which everyone laughed at at first. Everybody laughed at. Everybody hated. But at the same time, it's the power of the mouse. You're giving Marvel to somebody. Am I <laughs> I rock the mic drop. <laughs> K E Y. Turning profits, I got the key. I'm the juggernaut of stacking knots unstoppably. The Disneyland lord of your intellectual, intellectual property. property. So get back to work. It's my <laughs> dime you're wasting. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got to. But, no, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's so, they it's so real. That's how best it. friends, like, they were almost had the same model and mold and makeup and were like, Stanley and only Stanley was not at Stanley was not as ruthless. No, not no. enough. <laughs> Giving credit to that song, you know, uh, ERB, ERB, Epic Rap Battles, <laughs> love y'all. But um, nice, P- nice Peter, Epic Lloyd, what the fuck but you who, at? They laugh at that idea. So many the images time, of Mickey Mouse cosplaying no really, No one really knew. Mind you, happy birthday to Mickey Mouse. It wasn't until recently when the. That the general pop uh, population realized or learned how much power yeah. Disney actually has, how much properties Disney owns. There were the few people out there that are going to follow, keep it the way it is, and be able to pull back. Sony is a powerhouse. Sony's been in the Sony is a powerhouse. They had their the all the electronics that they came out with. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation, their own movie. They are a power, technically a powerhouse. What did Disney do? Disney knocked on the door and Sony was just like, hmm, hmm. I don't know the door. <laughs> knocked on it again. Hmm, I don't want to. Knocked on it a third time. Okay, 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 it's like, okay. It's like, hey. No need to get violent. No need for the fourth knock. The last like, Spider-Man we, movie sucked. They're like, we want, we want him back. We're not giving them. <laughs> they, just, they just hold up a promo image of the Avengers. Over, it's like you got it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you got it. Making me now. I'm remembering something. I don't know if there's any artist that did there. If it's out there anywhere, but I now need to see Mickey. 
cosplaying Negan. I can't. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's out. Lost Logic. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, and now it needs zombies. to exist for my eyes. Just little Let me in. I can't. <laughs> like, what's that, Donald? We are Disney, right? Right. <laughs> Do you think? I don't think there's any like he's going there, right? Yeah. So any and all animosity is just like. It doesn't matter. There's not going to be any blowback. There's no real argumentative position in it. It's we're all just trying to make Stanley proud. Oh, there's tons of people. There's tons of people. It's just I feel like it's bigger and better to just keep on moving forward. That's how Stanley wanted it. Okay, but all right. So here comes the question: Who in the game of Nerd Thrones? Who's gonna fight for the cry? Oh, who's gonna fight for the chair now? Who's, who's gonna, gonna be the next Stanley? Um, um, I got it. I have a theory. Corey Salty Truth could be the next Stanley. Jamal Knight Sparks could be the next Stanley. Lamont Almighty could be the Don't next Stanley. There's no. This is this I'll, is I'll the bird world. No, no, it's you're not doing, about. It's, you're it's, doing the football coach. Not, you're not. doing that football coach inspirational speech. Always telling your kids you could be the next. <laughs> but to be honest, I promise you, I'm not. It's anyone. Stanley, everyone take a knee. Established it. Where he wanted everyone to constantly be a better version of themselves. Stanley knew that he was only one man. Excelsior. Point blank. But but in speaking, not so much of that terms, but just like people that companies, people that are currently on the grind, reaching that level. Me personally, I don't can't think of any company or person that is about to be that could be the next segment only because, like I said earlier. Every company, every business, every person has that moment, those two pages in their, uh, or chapter in their history that they rather not talk about. And with some of these companies that's going on right now, some of the people are just like, they're still in their dark world dealing Yeah, phase because they're businessmen. To actually get out and surpass that with all the things. I, anytime you ask anyone that knew Stanley personally about it, he was terrible with money, he was a terrible businessman, he didn't have the real knack. For it. That's because he loved this shit. He loved this shit way more than money, and it was it was obvious. You could see it, just like he would walk around and not charge people for signatures and shit like that. It didn't matter, and There's that's why of- there would only be one Stan Lee. He was look. He was too busy looking out for the rest of the world to be like, "Oh my dime!" <laughs> like it. There's not. No one's gonna do that. It's, it doesn't matter. So any one of us can step up being the next Stanley, but it's not about being the next Stanley. It's about so being better, adding to the legend, adding to all I all I hear is the inspirational multi- football music behind taking this shit. his universe, <laughs> making that into a multiverse, <laughs> and making that multiverse into an omniverse, adding to it, just creating more. That's what it's really about. I mean, it's, it's hard that, to put a label on who could actually fill those shoes. I really wish you know I who could if there's fill a public domain shoes? inspirational song. You know who could fill those shoes. That, you know, if we found some way to bring him back to life, Walt, Walt could definitely bring some of those shoes if he came back. <laughs> now, you got, now you got me thinking of like a fucking... My biggest problem but with that whole thing that. is, I don't think you really we, want Walt Disney to come back because 
Nowadays, we get to find out when, a lot about when, Walt when Disney did, that did, I don't think people want to know. Back oh, now you got me thinking of like a, a bottom version of Walt like, Disney where he's got Stan Lee's face attached to his torso huh. and shit. Like, good no. lord. When did Disney start? Like somewhere in like 1920 or some shit like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, he could definitely do it, but like, then that's just bringing 1920 savagery to 2000s and us millennials. I mean, if I you think, think about it, I, I, I don't Art think Walt Disney is going to be able to handle too much of the, uh, uh, in the let's just start with women's rights and take it from there, but anyway. In the ether of the writing <laughs> sphere, like, J.K. Rowling could be the next Stan Lee, where Harry Potter goes on forever, and it's eternally loved, but, like, it's, it's not about that, it's about the characters and the people more than it is about anyone being like, oh, I, it's me. It's my show. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to put a name out there. Ari Shakar. Mm. I, because I, I like, one, I like his writing. Mm. Two, I like his creativity. And don't be mad at me, but I don't know who that is. Ari Shakar is the guy who made, remember that dark, gritty Power Rangers video? Yeah. Yeah, him. He's also the producer of Castlevania, and he's just and he just got his um Devil May Cry Netflix series greenlit. Huh? And he also did that Punisher that Punisher short that is fantastic on YouTube. And uh, I I think well, money's on this guy. Yeah, so I, I, I just I just caught up on Castlevania. My money's on this guy. So <laughs> so if 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 there was a fight for the mantle, I could I would honestly think. That he would be in the running, as well as a uh, comic book writer and slash pro wrestler CM Punk. But that that you know that's just. I but, feel like, but I do believe in your inspirational story, <laughs> coach. No inspirational Dog. Story. All I had, all There's we had to do was be another. All we had to do was be in a locker room. <laughs> with some, <laughs> Pick a pick a sport. Throw some throw some blood on it's us. Like who's gonna be the next Walt Disney? It's like what? <laughs> it's not let's, a thing. let's not answer that question. We don't. Yeah, I'm about to say. Uh, we only need one Walt Disney, <laughs> right? But um, seriously, uh, Stanley, thank you, thank you for everything. Being you, especially the dark parts. Thank you thank for you. flaws and all. I love the uh, when Spider Man quits and you know the, the shoots in the trash can. Like the dark parts. Thank you for matter so much. The the happy endings, the gritty reality. Th- thank you for it all. Thank you, uh, thank you for taking the risk. Thank you for reflecting and, a, and, a, and always reflecting book, the world. And a comic yeah. book world that was looking dry and plain with cowboys and Indians. Yeah. You <laughs> decide. You decided to do something that was looked at as completely un- unconventional. And damn it, if it didn't work. Changed that everything. Completely unconventional now. Everyone the idea of not having a comic super book, super, like comic books and super book, superheroes and villains, it just would not work. And you were also you were also a voice for minorities when we couldn't have we couldn't be in the medium ourselves. So that's our wrap up, everyone. Thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, feel free to check out the Geek Report. We're getting ready to go to be back next week. The podcast episode is going to be live. Our Real. cosplayer of the week is Wreck-It Ronnie. She is a great cosplayer.
I, I said it was gonna shout her out. Doing anything with uh, Wreck It Ralph too? Because I could take some. Well, I the internet. Now, now, funny thing is, I think she does have something planned. She's been being very coy about it. So, I so I'm I, I'm keeping a, I'm keeping an eye out for it. And when it drops, I'm definitely gonna have it up on our Instagram, which you definitely <laughs> need to make make sure you're following. Yep. So I think that's us saying Follow goodbye. Peace. Excelsior. Excelsior. Shameless. And <laughs> dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Shout out to Gritty. <laughs> Fear and loathing in Philadelphia. <laughs>